Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with the last episode of the Chick Foley Show for 2021. It is going to be the year-end spectacular. We're going to be previewing day one, which is going down this Saturday. We got a bunch of figure news and reviews, and most importantly, it is the fourth annual Chicky Awards. Before we get into any of that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, you know, feeling a little, feeling a little under the weather. Got a little head cold going on. So if I don't sound my, you know, normal self, that's what's that's what's going on. So I'm gonna try to try to bring it to you guys, regardless. Uh, this is my flu game appearance. You know what I mean? End of the year. I'm trying Hell to just yeah. bring it home. Uh, but yeah, other than that, doing real good. All right, Marco. How was Christmas up in Massachusetts? It was. It was fairly decent. Uh, now I'm just uh, preparing for the uh, for the old birthday tomorrow. So uh, going into the going into the uh, New Year's Eve weekend with a with a birthday on my mind. So happy birth, happy early birthday, Marco! Yeah. Everybody, make sure that you wish the MVP a happy birthday. And once you hear this, what a perfect way to kick it off with recording another episode of the award winning Chick Foley Show. Of course, uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at. Chick- Oh, baby. You guys hear that music, you know what's up. It's a special episode. And all the way from Omaha, the fig god, Jordan Wells, is joining us. Jordan, what's up, man? What's up, guys? It's been a while. Uh, Hopefully I'm not too out of practice for this. So uh, let's get it going. <laughs> I get a kick out of doing that entrance every time. Man. I know. I love. Hopefully, I love the Wyatt entrance. It just <laughs> it takes me all the way back to WrestleMania 31 when uh, Jordan was dressed as Bray Wyatt after Bray Wyatt's devastating loss against the Undertaker. And, we have uh, to bring this up every fucking time we do one of these. We do. I don't okay. know why it brings me so much joy because I will never, I'll never forget. Like everybody loving your your cosplay and saying, "Oh, Bray Wyatt." You said, "I swear to God, if one more person calls me Bray Wyatt, like, what do you expect, Jordan? You're like seven foot tall, dressed like Bray Wyatt. What do you want people to call you?" Exactly. My favorite part was when. They had the double down close to the end, and Jordan leads over to me, and he's like, all right, whoever gets the next move in is going to lose. And sure shit, they get up, and Bray Wyatt like <laughs> levels Undertaker with a clothesline. <laughs> yeah. No, my, fa- my favorite part was the was the next night on Raw. We're like, what shirt are you wearing to Raw tonight? And Jordan was like, I'm going to wear my Sting shirt. I love repping losers. <laughs> all right, well, guys, it's been a great episode. See you later. <laughs> uh, but seriously, hopefully it's not getting annoying to the listeners that we do that intro every time, because I love doing it, and uh, we're going to keep doing it every time that Jordan is on the show but now sheena remind the listeners they can find you guys on social media you can find me on instagram at chick foley marco running the twitter machine over at chick foley show and you can join our foley fam over at chick jordan you want to plug your shit real quick sure uh you can find me at the fig god on instagram that's it man and Easy. you can find him hunting in the in the chick foley facebook group at chick yep. most importantly that's where he spends most of his time all right, Marco, let us know what's new with the Pod Foundation this week. Oh, man. So it's been a while since we've uh, 
since we've uh, mentioned any of the new new things going on with Power Foundation. So yeah, Turn, Turnbuckle's already cranked out like you know a year's worth of content. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, exactly. We're just going to have to give the cliff notes on uh, <laughs> on what what they've done this week. So, so uh, yeah. So real quick, we'll we'll make it short and sweet. But we have it's already been announced, but we haven't announced it here on the show yet. We do have a new a new member of the Pod Foundation. That's um, right. And he, and he goes by the name of J Bone, aka Boney Khan, aka. Uh, Nostra Boney Damas, as he calls himself, uh, <laughs> on the raw down. But uh, John Swallow and coming down the aisle podcast as he is the newest uh, addition to the Pod Foundation family. So that's right. Congratulations, congratulations stoked, to him. Yeah. John has been a, a guest on our show before. He's a good yep. friend, and uh, we are so stoked to welcome him into the Pod Foundation. So make sure you check him out. Um, you can find all the links to all of his stuff. I just updated the link tree over at Pod Foundation mm-hmm. on Instagram, so you can find everything you need to get in touch with John and listen to all of his content over yep. there. And uh, one more thing for the uh, for the Pod Foundation, uh, the, we'll lean on to, to the uh, Turnbuckle Tavern crew over there. So uh, they mentioned on their show, if you listened, that uh, John Swallow also has a um, show with the uh, with young Anthony from the Titantron podcast called The Raw Down, um, and that's going from a from a live show on YouTube, um, 10 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. Um, it's basically the equivalent to Turnbuckle Tavern with AEW. So The Raw Down gives you everything that's going on in the WWE universe. Um, awesome. and, and at the beginning of the new year, uh, they're actually going to make it a podcast. So. They'll record, you know, that live show Tuesday night, and you'll get the audio uh, Wednesday. Um, the major announcement is they actually added a third man to their oh, crew. Oh yeah, baby! There's a, there's a third seat open, and it was already it's already taken. Man? Who's the um, third man? Who's the third man? Uh, so it's uh, yours truly, Hell the yeah. MVP, Marco Denton, right. will be uh, joining the Raw Down uh, week to week. So it's kind of like we're like the elite of uh, the Pod Foundation. You have your, your Kenny and the Bucks. That's um, right. Over there, so yeah, they're coming down the aisle, the Titantron and Chick Foley show, just <laughs> combining forces, uh, and hopefully I taking on the uh, the Turnbuckle guys in a debate one time with uh, WWE versus AEW. I would Dale love to. Him, I would so. love to see it. Yes. But yeah. So the, yeah. the Raw Down is it going to be on its own feed or is it on the Turnbuckle Tavern? feed? It, it'll be on the uh, Turnbuckle Tavern feed. Perfect. Um, All right. So, yeah. yeah. And we're they, still kicking around the idea. We've we've kind of brought it up a few times within the the big group text we got about um, possibly putting together one unified pod foundation feed where you could get all the podcasts on one channel. So uh, if you're listening, give us your thoughts on that. If that's something you'd be into, or if you like keeping the separate feeds, um, I know there's kind of pros and cons to both. Some of the podcasts I listen to are part of combined feeds, and it can get kind of confusing sometimes keeping up with it all. So just let us know what you guys think. If we did it, we would probably still keep all the individual feeds and then um, just have one unified pod foundation feed yeah. so folks could have choices. So give us your input because that's definitely an idea we're kicking around for, for 2022. Um, we do have another bit of uh, kind of house cleaning that we need to get to real quick. Um if you've been following along on social media this week, there's been some serious controversy with pro wrestling tees. Uh, it turned out that this data breach that affected over 30,000 customers, uh, they were notified via letters over the past couple weeks. But it turns out that pro wrestling tees actually knew about this since April. Um, you know, pro wrestling tees has been a good partner for us really since the podcast started. It's a great way 
uh, just kind of get your foot in the door with a low entry, low barrier to entry to start selling some merch. And it's a really cool place for independent wrestlers to earn some extra coin. But the fact that there was a six month gap between them finding out about it and then notifying customers and really just the way it's been handled overall kind of turned us off. And it's not really something that we feel represents the the Foley family values, if you will. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and shut down our pro wrestling tea store and migrate everything over to Teespring. So the link's already there in the account. Um, we'll probably shut it down maybe Sunday. So if there's been something you've been wanting to get, you want to take advantage of the New Year's sale, we'll probably let it roll through that. But we're going to encourage you guys to hit the Teespring uh, links from now on if you want any Chick-fil-A show merch. Uh, the guys at Turnbuckle Tavern already got a ton of stuff over there as well. Cool thing about Teespring is they have a lot more options besides just t-shirts. You got sweatshirts. We have some really sweet pint glasses over there. Um, so yeah, thanks for Pro Wrestling Tees for you know everything they've done for us so far. But we are going to be shutting down that shop this week and uh, and moving everything over to Teespring. So just keep that in mind if you had your eye on some Foley fam merch. Uh, on a more fun note, we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at Ringside Collectibles. You guys ready to get into some day one-ish? Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. So I think we're all on record as being fans of the um, being fans of the concept of this. Let's get straight into the matches. We'll start off with the the big one, Roman versus Brock part like eight. I think yeah. at this point, uh, Sheena, how how you feeling about this match? You know, out of the matches that we have on this day one card, um, I feel like this is probably the most unpredictable for me personally. I just feel like this could really go either way and really kind of spin off in in different directions, uh, depending on what the outcome is. I think it's stupid in 2021 to, to bet against Roman ever. You know, I mean, I don't think I've done it one time on the, but this match is going to take place in 2022. Oh, yes. that's right. Yep. You're so right. Oh mm. man. That's something to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's still, in my opinion, it's still, uh, foolish to bet against Roman. I feel like this whole thing I'm hoping is just kind of a setup, you know, maybe Paul Heyman had some inside information, you know, about how, you know, this is the way we got to get to Brock. You know what I mean? You got to Superman punch me. You got to make it look real. You know, you like this is the soft spot of the beast. This is the Achilles heel. You know, he's going to he's going to protect me. He knows the beast better than anyone else. He was the advocate for years. So maybe it's all a big a big swerve and uh, everything's still OK with the, you know, the uh, the bloodline. But, man, I, I don't know. I could totally see Brock leaving with the universal title, too. So this one's a tough one for me. Marco, where are you at with this one? Uh, I think I'm in the I'm in the same boat as Sheena with this one. It's it's this one's really unpredictable. Um, I'm 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 leaning towards a swerve with this one. Um, I think we're going to get a Paul Heyman appearance, and I think he's going to be on the on the side of the of the of the former of the big dog, the former big dog, um, Roman Reigns. So, but yeah, it's 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 really iffy. Plus, like they there wasn't much story last the last SmackDown to like really build off of it. And then this upcoming uh, SmackDown, I believe it's just a recap show of the year. So yeah, it's not, they're not moving is. the story along at all. So now you have that cliffhanger of, you know, Heyman getting punched. And then last week where he did that, like, kind of like farewell speech with Caleb Braxton. So, yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to I mean, I'm going to bet on the uh, on, on the tribal chief in 2022 as well. Yeah. yeah, my my spidey sense is telling me this Paul Heyman thing is a swerve. Uh, either way, I feel like he's definitely going to be the main factor in the finish. This has really been a Paul Heyman story from the start. As yeah. awesome as Roman and Brock have been, the, the yeah. kind of center point for the story has been which way is Paul Heyman leaning. Um, 
But I, I mean, still, you thought that since day one. Whenever, whenever that that shot of Roman when he first when it panned over and you saw Paul Heyman, like that was the thing that made your like like your your back like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You yeah, know, yeah. It was when you saw that you're like, oh my yeah. god, like what is Brock gonna <laughs> think about this? You yeah, know? Roman and Brock's kind of been like the overarching story of the WWE for really going on about six years now. So yeah. Yeah, it was just such a huge plot twist. Um, I'm kind of with Sheena and still super iffy to call just because. Brock is so red hot as a baby face right now. Like I, I really think it's kind of between Brock and Hangman for the best baby face in the biz right now. He took the loss at Crown Jewel, even though the Usos interfered. Um, but so he took the L. I have a hard time seeing Brock losing another big match, you know, um, yeah. especially if they're setting this up, you know, as far as I can tell, this is going to be the main event of Mania, um, unless something, unless they got something else cooking up. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you have Roman beat him again, if that's what you got planned. Um, I don't know. I, I'm super intrigued because I could totally see this one going either way. Uh, Jordan, what's your pick, man? Is, is Roman going to reign or are we going to see Brock get the universal title again? So not to bring everyone down, but I, does anybody else find it a little concerning that they've pulled Roman from every house show in the last two weeks and it just happens to coincide when COVID has hit WWE and then it comes out, they're not going to test for it anymore. Like, Dude, I have a weird feeling that Roman might be taking time off again. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I might be wrong. I, I, I might be wrong, but I just have a weird feeling that it, it's coming where he's going to take time off again. If he doesn't, I get, like Seth was saying, I, this feels like this is going to be your WrestleMania main event. So it feels really weird that they would let Roman win again and then do it again in two months. My feeling on this is Brock wins day one. Roman wins the Rumble, and then they do it again at WrestleMania. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, but there, I was listening um, to another to a different podcast uh, earlier today, and they brought up the fact how would it be to spin it off a little bit, and Brock gets the Universal Title, and then. Um, you know, this would leave Roman open to fight Seth at, at WrestleMania, which would be cool, right? And then you get Brock and Bobby Lashley, which would be a cool match. Um, I mean, or Roman and The Rock, you know, because I mean, they're going to yeah. need a big draw for uh, for WrestleMania this year. So, you know, Roman and Brock's been done, even though it's mm. been this longstanding story. I feel like, you know, bringing The Rock in is going to put more butts in seats than Roman versus Brock part 20, you know? Yeah, I, my only thing with Roman and Rock, yeah. I feel like that's like a year long build. You know, I don't feel like that's something I feel like if we were going to see that they would already be hyping it right now because Mania tickets are already on sale. I think uh, my prediction is we still get that next year at WrestleMania back in LA. I think yeah. that's... Uh, well, the the, the storyline that yeah, was think, kind of I laid out for that, and maybe it's something they set up at Mania. You could be on to something. Yeah, they need a bigger build. But the, the storyline that was set up for that is like, you know, if this, if this turn for rock or for um roman is real he really did turn on paul Heyman. like paul Heyman's like dude this guy's like he's he's getting in his head he's too big he's getting too big for his britches you know um and uh he's gonna bring in the one guy that can like put him back to bring him back down to earth you know what i mean and that would be that would be the rock you know that's the, really the only oh. force out there because if he can beat brock i mean really who else is there in, in wwe that would be I- any competition right so it would really Seth have Rollins. to yeah, I mean, True. well, I love Seth Rollins, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, Roman and Rock is definitely the biggest money match that's out there in the wrestling world right now. So I really hope we get to see it. It, it feels mm-hmm. like if it doesn't happen next year, I, I think that yeah. it, may, it may be time to just kind of close the book on that. Because, you know, Ro- obviously Rock's in uh, outstanding shape, you know, uh, hashtag HGH. Yeah, but no um, 
he's no spring chicken, you know. <laughs> at this point, it's been uh, five years since his last match, you know, and he defeated Eric Rowan at WrestleMania. Um, let's get into the fatal four-way. So this one's going to see Big E defending his world championship against Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens. Jordan, how do you see this one playing out? So, I mean, obviously the two favorites are KO and Seth Rollins. Um, I just feel like they're going to take the title off Big E. I, I, as much as I don't like it, I mean, I love Big E, but Raw just kind of seems like it's just floundering right now. I mean, I don't watch it very much, but the stuff I do watch is just not yeah. It's not great. Um, I, I feel like they're going to give it to Rollins, honestly. I just... I, it could be Kevin Owens, and maybe that's why he re-signed. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I know money was a big part of it. I mean, they could have promised him this. I, I don't know, but yeah, I'm going to say I'm Rollins. feeling Seth winning yeah. also. He's been so hot ever since he came back at the Rumble last year. Um, and also, it seems like they're pushing a Bobby Lashley kind of uh, face turn, you know, the way he's been – way he's been booked re, uh, here recently. So I could maybe see um, this leading to like Seth and Bobby for the belt at, uh, you know, a baby face Bobby Lashley against a heel Seth Rollins at Mania. That could be cool. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just my heart speaking, but I feel like Seth's walking away with the belt as well. Uh, I agree with you, Jordan, about Big E. Um, he's one of the guys, you know, we kind of saw it with Jinder Mahal, you know, where obviously Big E's world's more talented than Jinder. But if you have a guy who's kind of lived in the mid card and they win the belt and then you still book him as a mid carder, like it makes him seem less important. You know, it doesn't even as cool as the moment was yeah. when he cashed in on Bobby Lashley and everybody was so happy to see this fan favorite walk away with the strap. Like, you're right. They haven't really done anything too interesting with him uh, since he won the belt. He's he's still been presented the same way he was when he was in the IC title picture with Apollo Crews. Like, honestly, yeah. I feel like his feud with Apollo was more interesting than anything he's done since he won the WWE belt. So. Um, it sucks, but that, that's sometimes we've seen that a few times with money in the bank winners in the past. You know, it's just even though like when Seth won it, it was an incredible moment. Um, it's always a little bit cheaper when you get your first title win um, off the money in the bank cash in. You know, it's just it, and especially because he was cashing in on a heel champ who just won a hard fought match against Randy Orton. Uh, it was kind of weird the way they set him up. They never yeah. set him up to, to really seem like as awesome as he truly is. So um, we'll see how mm. this goes. You know, I. It's really tough to pick, though. Any four of these guys could win. And that's when wrestling's at its best, when you can't tell which way they're going. Uh, Marco, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, we we had, did predictions on the Raw down, too. Um, and I think I picked Seth to win. Um, I forget what the scenario was that I had going for him. But uh, my, my other pick would have been definitely KO. It mainly uh, for what Jordan said. You know, he just signed that big money contract. And maybe that was something... Uh, that they kind of dangled the carrot in front of him and said, "Hey, we'll give you this title if you uh, if you stay with the company." So that's that's also a possibility. But I think if he does win it, it won't be this pay per view. Um, it might be down the line, maybe sometime next year. Um, just not this one. So I'm gonna I'm def- I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, I'm just echo everything you guys said. I, I have I have a feeling Seth's walking away with this uh, with this title on on uh, yeah. day one. All right, so it's unanimous. Chick Foley Show is picking Seth freaking Rollins to walk away with the world championship once again. Let's get into the other big money match for day one. It's the grudge match. Edge going up against Miz. Sheena, what's your thoughts on this one? So my initial thought is like Edge should win this hands down, but my my 
wrestling brain is telling me that um, Maurice is going to get involved somehow. And uh, this is going to set up Edge and Beth versus uh, Miz and Maurice at Mania. Oh, I yeah. Think. That's uh, a WrestleMania match right now. Book it. I could, yeah. I could. That would be so entertaining. You know, Miz and Maurice are great heels. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing <sighs> I'm seeing that um, again. I think it's going to be Mar- Maurice cause, costs Edge, um, you know, a hard fought uh, loss and a hard fought victory. You know, Easy and, for you to say. <laughs> yeah. I told you guys, my, my, my brain isn't working really well. And <laughs> Seth already told me once, he's like, you're talking really loud. It's because I can't hear. I can't hear myself talking. So if I sound a little out of it today, uh, you know, forgive me. But yeah, I think um, Miz is going over in this one for sure. Yeah, is I, I like the way they built this feud. It was cool to see Vampire Brood Edge come back again on Monday night with the bloodbath. Um, but this definitely feels like chapter one of a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco, what do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm picking Miz to go over. And I, for the record, I do not want to see any type of mixed like tag matches. For, I kind of like between, them for Mania. That's though. like a WrestleMania mm-hmm. staple. You know, you yeah. go back to WrestleMania I, I, six. And Miz, had, uh, Miz and Maurice are good at them. They yeah. did with John Cena and, and, Nikki. Uh, and Nikki. WrestleMania six, you had uh, Dusty and Sapphire against Macho and Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I mean, I personally don't find those matches too entertaining. The only one that I really actually like was uh, was Stephanie and Triple H. Yeah, that was, the best match that was, yeah, that that was, was like good. The, yeah, and then and then they followed up with Daniel Bryan and. Brie, uh, Brie versus Miz and I, I don't know. I just don't like those anything with Miz and Maurice involved in a mixed tag match doesn't entice me. Jordan, so you're the biggest uh, women's wrestling all, fan but. that I know, man. What, what's your thoughts on uh, mixed tag matches? <laughs> I mean, I, I like them in certain situations. This is obviously one where I think it's probably going to happen. Um, just, I mean. I, I'm not a huge Maurice fan as far as her wrestling career, but Beth Phoenix is obviously awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree with you guys. I think the Miz is going to win this match by a smudge finish. Um, I think the blow off is actually going to come at Royal mm-hmm. Rumble though. The re the only reason I think this is because the roster is not as bloated as it was, as it once was. So they're going to need all hands on deck for Royal Rumble to even fill 30 yeah. people for the rumble. I just feel like they're going to need some undercard matches that are going to mean something. And I mean, the mixed tag match would be probably one of the better. Yeah, undercard that's true. Matches you know what? I didn't really on. think about how long yeah. they would have to drag out this um, edge, Beth, Ms. Maurice thing. And that, that would be for, for this particular storyline um, for how long that it's already gone on. Yeah. That would be a long draw to, to wait till mania. And Jordan, I know you're going to be in the house. Is the rumble, yeah. is it in the Cardinals stadium or is it in uh, just the normal stadium they use in St. Louis? So it's in the old Ram okay. Stadium. It's the Edwards. Yeah, so, yeah you might be onto something there, man. I didn't even think about that. They're going to need to have some big money matches that would put butts in the seats for that one. So maybe we will see it sooner rather than later. Mm. All right, let's hear from the two bad chads at Turnbuckle Tavern. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, we're going to get into some quick hitter predictions on these ones. We'll each just take a turn. Um, Sheena, I'll let you go first. RK Bro versus the Street Profits. I think RK Bro is going over in this one, dude. I, I just love what they're doing. Um, they've been the best thing on television, and um, I just see them 
you know, going over, going over the street profits. I don't know what kind of shenanigans are going to happen. Cause I, I feel, I mean, eventually we got to have a, a, a Randy Orton, Matt Riddle blow off. So I don't know what's going to happen after this match. If it's going to be a situation where, you know, we finally get the the turn, but yeah, I'm going with RK bro on this one. All right. Marco new day versus the Usos. Um, I'm going to go with the new day for some reason. I have a, I have a, I'm, I'm not feeling the uh, the Usos with the titles. I mean, they technically just have them because they're part of the bloodline. They're not doing that much with that. I feel like when the New Day has the titles, it's way more entertaining. So I'm going to go with the New All Day. Right. I'll take the one. easy one. I picked Drew McIntyre to squash <laughs> old Madcap Moss in about 95 <laughs> seconds. I think yeah. Claymore, we're out of there. Even if Baron Corbin gets involved, I don't think he's a factor. Drew goes over easy. Uh, Jordan, you're up last. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. Ooh. Man, this is a tough one for me. I mean, I think it's tough for everybody. I really want to see Liv win the belt, Yo, obviously. Um, I I just don't think it's time yet. I, I think Becky wins, but I think Liv does eventually go over. I just don't think it's going to be right. a Yeah, one. she's definitely got the fans behind her, but feels like this needs to be a longer build, and it is going to be a moment when she does win. All right, so yeah. we're all hyped for day one. It's another Saturday pay-per-view, which is always awesome because you don't got to worry about going to work the next day, and I think that's something that we should have a drink to. All right, it's time for the beverage break. Sheena, you can get it started since you're staying sober this week. What are you <laughs> yeah. sipping on right First now? First of all, I want to shout out to all the people who uh, who work weekends. Seth just basically like isolated all you mofos. You know, I've worked a lot of weekends in my in my day. So to, shout out to all the people that got to get up on Sunday and go to work anyway. I'll, I'll drink to you guys. Um, so I'm drinking water. This fine, quality, high quality H2O. Um, just trying to stay hydrated, keep everything, you know, nice and loosened up so you i finished your red bull I, fi- I did i did finish my red bull i did seth went to the um gas station and got me a uh, watermelon red bull so if i'm gonna have a flavored red bull watermelon and peach are my two uh my two flavor my two favorites <laughs> so jordan what's your favorite uh flavored red bull? <laughs> i like good. the watermelon one as well uh, i'm a classic classic red bull i don't yeah. i don't deal with i, I don't like, deal with the colors I like the og or different the flavors and stuff like that mine um, I'm drinking one of our standard beers that uh, we have from time to time on here, the Juice Bomb IPA by Sloop Brewing. Nice Shout hazy out to the IPA. Show. Yeah, this thing is uh, excellent. Yeah, Extra Cooler is working on getting them to be their official uh, beer sponsor. So great stuff from them. Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking, it's called Mojo. It's a high altitude IPA. It's from Boulder. What the hell is beer a high company. altitude IPA? I it's mean, where, it's from Boulder, Colorado, yeah, so where, that would be the, high altitude. The hops are grown in high altitude, right? You know. So, what, I what mean? does that do to the beer, yeah. though, making it high it, altitude? It's the same thing with like coffee. Yeah, it exactly. keeps it more. It keeps it more pure. It's not like all you know. It's not Valley Valley IPA. You know what I mean? It's not like this is probably one of the better IPAs I've had this year. To be completely honest with you, I, I just yeah. bought this because I saw it on the end cap. There was only two six packs of it. I'm like, oh, it's got to be good. So and I don't know this to be to be fact, but I know with coffee when it's grown at high altitude, there's less likely there's li- less likelihood of like mold and like things like that happening to the it actual coffee beans. Less you know, air, less so. air. So like, yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming it's the same thing with the hops. They're like higher quality purified hops. All right, um, Jordan, you know, we'll, we'll have to touch. We'll have to touch base with the hop god uh, Matt uh, from the Extra Cooler Show to figure out if that's what what this is all about. Jordan, you've inspired me, man. I'm going to Total Wine tomorrow to stock up for the weekend. I'm going to make it my mission to find a high altitude IPA, and I will 
I'll report my findings in the uh, the <laughs> Facebook group. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? I'm drinking on a sipping on a classic, the uh, the yeah. Broken Skull IP. I'm not I'm not sure yeah. if anyone heard of that one. It's a uh, pretty pretty decent one. It's pretty uh, decent. It doesn't matter where the hops the are grown on that tasted. one. It's a it's a kick ass IPA. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think they're they're on, on Broken Skull right. Ranch. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's where the uh, the hops are created. So, um, but yeah, until, until the lager comes out, I'll be sipping on the. Uh, I don't know what's up with the logger, man. It's been a while since uh, they. I, I figured we would have something by now or see some kind of update, but oh, he announced it. It's coming. Guess, guess what? Guess, March guess what the launch date for it is? It's March sixteenth. Oh, nice. Yeah, yep. I must have missed March that. 16, I checked like two weeks ago. I was popping the top on a broken skull IPA and said, "Let me take a look at this." So I'm um, hope. Hopefully, um, they have the same deal going with New Realm Brewing here in Virginia Beach, so we can uh, have it up and down the East Coast. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to trying that. Either way, yeah. we're definitely getting some of that shipped in because uh, that's going to be a must. Let's talk wrestling figures. All right, before we get into all the figure news and reviews this week, I want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles. Uh, the big news from this week, we saw the first, or we saw the December batch of reveals uh, to really kind of end the the month on a high note. Let's talk about what we saw. Jordan, which figure are you most excited for from this week's batch of reveals from Mattel? Oh man, that Seth Rollins figure is gold. Yeah. That's that's probably going to be one of my favorite Seth Rollins figures, honestly. Yeah. Um, that, it I looks think great. That's I love the, the jacket. Crop. I love you know the the chest hair, the pose, the glove, everything about it looks looks awesome. Yeah, it's really the first like proper Messiah look that we've had because the only other one that they did in the lead form was from uh, SummerSlam 2020, which was really cool with the Rey Mysterio inspired gear, but it was kind of a one off. You know, this is kind of yeah. like your like a, a staple type figure yeah. with the look. So yeah, very very cool. Uh, Marco, what are you most excited for? Hmm. Yeah, say I mean same. I do uh, the that Rick of the Dragon Sebo awesome, one dude. looks pretty cool. And I too. think that's the first time we're getting um, the television that, uh, championship from Mattel, also. Yeah, but uh, definitely the Seth Rollins would have put what would have put it over the top though, is if they did the Eo mm, Shirai the jacket fur. for that yeah. man. Give him the soft goods with the with, with the real fur. What was the uh, what was it like cost? Know. Like did they? Think yeah, because that was a really nice execution it, on that. So yeah, they've done they it did before. a really good job on that. Same yeah. thing with the uh, with yeah, the feather boas. You know, we'll get into a figure with some feather boas a little bit later on. But uh, same thing. I don't know why we haven't gone soft goods on the feather boas either. I feel like it would look so much better. But yeah, yeah. that Seth Rollins figure is uh, just a stunner. Uh, was there anything that you guys were disappointed in? Sheena, you want to go first oh, on the Oh, man, uh, I was going to tell lights? you which, which figure I was excited about, man. Oh, uh, I thought it was a Seth. What? No, I, I was just, oh, I was just, just agreeing. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say this basic 128 MVP in the suit. That figure's tremendous. Dude, like they could have made that they could have made that, that an elite. I would have been excited for that in elite form also. Yeah. yeah, that is that is awesome, dude. Yeah. We yeah. really need um we got to get Cedric and um Shelton in uh, the Hurt Business gear with the t-shirts to really round it out cuz we got that awesome Bobby Lashley a couple yeah, sets back. Now we got MVP in the suit. Um yeah, that's the best basic I've seen in a long yeah. time. As far as disappointments, can we can we just take a moment to talk about this this Sasha Banks figure for for <laughs> with a moment? the high waisted oh shorts and like God. it's like a, I don't even know what, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like what part? What parts are skin? <laughs> what part is like? I I don't even know. It's the uh, 
It's like the beach body on yes. demand edition of, uh, exactly. of Sasha Banks. She's wearing like a workout gear. gear. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> this is like, I mean, the head scan is okay. You know, we've seen some pretty, pretty horrible Sasha head scans uh, in the history of Mattel. But this gear, I mean, I understand that it's a basic, but this. It, they didn't even try. I feel like they just like were just ran it through the machine and whatever gear was already pre-programmed in there. I don't even remember Sasha wearing this. Do you I remember, remember Sasha? I don't remember anybody gear? wearing that. That looks like Granny at the Beach. Yeah, type stuff, dude. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. So yeah, this this poor Sasha Banks. I'm. I just. It's it's unfortunate, dude. It's not. It's not Ember Moon unfortunate, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, Mark, are yeah. you have anything different you were disappointed in? Uh no, that's that's. Pretty actually, you know what? The, the yeah. edge one's Sim- pretty bad. Sim- that's like edge a running basic. theme. That last edge basic was one of the worst figures Mattel has ever made as well. With the uh it's like got the black yeah. leggings and like the yeah. painted on t shirt. The painted on t shirts never look good. Um, but especially Edge, because yeah, the last awful. one was like flesh tone. This yeah. one's like light gray. Yeah, it's pretty bad. For me, I gotta go. It pains me to say this. I gotta go with uh, you know, my all-time favorite wrestler, my hero, Brett the Hitman Hart. He's yeah. in this amazing uh, championship showdown two pack with the undertaker from their match at SummerSlam 1997, where Brett became, uh, the second yeah. ever five time WWF champion undertaker looks really cool. He's in his, this is kind of like pre ministry taker, but he's still rocking the, like the Gothic gear. Brett's in his all black classic gear, but then they, once again, they gave him the penis drip hair. It looks like there's yeah. just like, you know, his hair is like formed the shape of a free, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, male sex organ and it's dripping right down across his nose, man. Yeah. Like, that it didn't look good when they did it on the ultimate edition. It's aged even worse. Like I hate that look. So we actually trimmed. We gave our our Brett our ultimate edition Brett a bang trim. Yeah, and it looked really that. really good. Yeah, it's not a, the worst face sculpt ever for Brett. But yeah, I'm so I'm convinced someone at Mattel just hates Brett Hart and they're just trolling the fans. Let's take a moment real quick. I mean, we're we're bagging on Brett, but that Undertaker's not great either, dude. I think Undertaker looks cool. Got the teardrop tattoo. Like, look at the face scan though. Like, look at the. It's just. I don't know. To me, the Undertaker. I saw a few other people online criticizing that Undertaker face scan. I got no beef with that. I think Undertaker looks okay, but the Brett is just yeah, horrible with that hair. Uh, Jordan, you got any picks for for worst of the reveals this time? I was gonna go with the Brett too. It, I, what did he do to someone? Did he like piss in somebody's Wheaties Mattel at Mattel Brett, or something? Dude. Like he did something. Did, like what did he do? Like I don't understand. Does Vince have like a, still an agenda with him? He's like, hey, Mattel, make the worst figure. I feel like the older figures were the best ones. Like his defining moments, and then the ringside exclusive in the all pink. That was like yeah. the two best ones. Like somehow everybody else's face sculpts have gotten better and better over the years, but Brett's keep getting worse. Like the Survivor Series one was horrible. Like at least that one you get those some sunglasses on to kind of cover it maybe up. Maybe he's never come in yeah. for a, a true effects face scan. Maybe they're just like. I mean, maybe he's. Oh, I mean, so not to get morbid, but there are wrestlers who have passed away that well, have true FX head scans. You're right. And, you know what I mean? There are people that have been dead and gone for decades that have true FX face sculpts. That's and, very true. So, yeah. The, uh, an honorable. Yeah, I don't. But, uh, I think the Ricky the Ricky Steamboat head scans not. Oh, is that Ricky Steamboat? See, good. I thought that was AC Slater dressed up as Ricky Steamboat for Halloween, man. Thank and you. I, I think that oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even know that was Ricky. I'll take it either I way. Honestly, I thought that was I was like, that's cool. They're making like celebrities in cosplay as wrestlers, man. It's. I was so I, mean, I was so taken by the, the like the paint apps on the boots and the pants. I didn't even really pay attention to the face scan that much. But now that you say that, I can't unsee it. It looks it looks like whatever whatever reality <laughs> show. I can't even remember that. Uh, that AC Slater hosted. That looks like him. Exactly. Like an older AC Slater. 
Yeah, Mario Lopez. Mario Congrats. Lopez. Welcome, yeah. first time in the line, Elite. <laughs> and you got a chase, dude. <laughs> Mario the we do got to give another Zico. honorable mention um, for the low light from these reveals. Uh, the other part of the championship showdown is you got Goldberg in the shorts from when he wrestled uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre. It's not a bad figure. It's an accurate representation, but that was just so... Uh, just so not what you want when we saw Goldberg coming out in like the sweat shorts to wrestle, uh, yeah. wrestle Drew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we we have to have a, a honorable mention for the basics too. The Raul Mendoza, fantastic with the yes. uh, with the mask. Yeah, that's that you can and he's got a chase too. I'm sweet. definitely getting the one. With, I'm glad they made the face paint the regular version and the no face paint the chase. But yeah, I'm definitely grabbing him. And then uh, yeah. uh, I forget Pretty what sweet. is it Joaquin Wild is the other guy in. Uh, Legato del Fantasma, he's coming in the next series with the uh, face paint also. So that's going to be yeah. really awesome with the uh, uh, Santos Escobar elite. Awesome getting that whole faction uh, knocked out like that. So, yeah. Uh, some more figure news. Andre the Giant is going to be part of the Zombie Sailor Toys, Heels, and Faces line. This is going to be pretty sweet. I love the Andre Hasbro that we got in Series 1. But just looking at the grayscale yeah. renders of this, it looks tremendous. Hopefully, it's sized up to be... Um, bigger than the rest of the uh, the line. The, sure. the Hasbro Andre was a little bit bigger, but ne- not quite as, you know, not quite the size you would expect for an Andre figure. Um, but just the head sculpt looks tremendous. Uh, Jordan, what's your thoughts on this figure? Uh, yeah, I-, I like everything Zombie Sailor does, and this is no exception. Fantastic. Yeah, hopefully we figure. get, I'm looking forward to getting Series 1 here in the next couple months. Those figures are so yeah, freaking cool, great. man. I cannot wait. So yeah, hopefully th- yeah. this line seems like it's been successful so far. Um, really excited for it. Uh, Marco, what's your all-time favorite Andre the Giant figure? Man. Hmm. I do. So I have both. I'm going to go with the LJ LJNs. Oh wow! You got LJNs. the you got the one strap uh, Af- Andre LJN, dude. That is a valuable yep, and the afro. Yeah, the I think afro I have the, the afro one out in my garage. Um, that one's like one of my kids like play toys and stuff. Yeah. That's a great figure. So too. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with those. It's yeah, it's heavy. They're heavy. They're big like Andre. I mean, that's the closest representation you can give with uh for an Andre the Giant figure. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I go saw with those the uh, we went to our local vintage shop today. Me and Brett went and did some toy hunting. And uh, we hit Yester Toys, really cool store if you're ever down in the Tidewater area of Virginia. And they had the uh, the new Princess Bride by McFarlane Toys figures of oh, Fezzik. Awesome. That thing was incredible, dude. Oh, Way too wanna, big to kind yeah. of exist in the same universe with um with you know elites and your AW figures. But if you just if you're not really worried about scale and you just like collecting figures, definitely check that one out. It looks tremendous, man. I definitely I, I gave it a couple moments of thought, but just grabbing it just for the cool factor, but ended up passing. But yeah, that that McFarlane Toys Fezzik is is incredible. Um, let's get into some more reveals on the AEW side of the house. We saw unmatched series three, mm-hmm. um, late last week. Sheena, what are you most excited for out of this set? I, I, well, I think this whole set is awesome. I love that they did a collective dark order set. Um, we got the Mr. Brody Lee chase, which looks great. It's a one of 5,000. Anna J also has a chase one of 3000. Um, I don't know, man, all these figures look great. Obviously, I'm partial to the Brody figure. I think that's just going to be an awesome figure. But this evil Uno looks dope too. I love, I love the mask. Yeah, very yeah. toyetic. Um, I love the mask. I love the the shirt and everything. I think he just looks great. Uh, Jordan, what do you what do you like most for these reveals? I love the evil Uno yeah, and Stu, Stu Grayson. Dope Both too. Are I love the face fantastic. And the, his whatever that thing <laughs> that he's wearing, whatever that's called, his, his war skirt, his war skirt. 
<laughs> yeah. His war skirt. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a great set. I mean, they, they're they all really good. Like, this yeah. is the first one where I'm like, all right, man, they hit every one of these exactly I think this could be one of the most be. popular sets that they've done. I think this I it, think this one will see. And it's, it's yeah. all Dark Order now because there was supposed to be an LJN-style Darby Allen in this series as well, but he's gotten delayed due to uh, some scale yeah. issues, so... Straight up all dark order. Yeah, you know what? This cooler, this set though. is great. Um, I'm most excited for that Chase Brody Lee. I'm definitely going to find a way to to get that into the collection. This makes me really, really want um, the Hangman from the Halloween episode of Dynamite when he was in the five on five against the Elite and Hangman came out in the black and purple um, dark order gear. Like, yeah, I, we got to get that in figure form. Also, I'm sure yeah. knowing, knowing Jeremy, it'll probably be a, you know one of three thousand Chase figure to get that one, but. Um, but yeah, that gear was Probably. so awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for these two. If I add one complaint about the latest AEW reveals is the stage that they came out with. That thing looks awesome. It's similar to the cardboard Raw and SmackDown stages that came out a few years back. But if you look at the box, this thing is scaled to go with like the basic style ring. Like I think it's called like the action ring or whatever. Yeah, because um, the... they even included like the platform, you yeah. know, like the old school WCW style platform where it, it connects like level with the ring. the ring. So it would have been awesome if it worked with the real scale ring. Like I, I would have made a full AEW arena in my uh, my figure room. But the fact that it scales with the action ring is definitely a little bit of a buzzkill. Um, but other than that, it does look great, and it's very cool that we get this. I'm a fan of all stuff, you know, all play sets and stuff like this to kind of expand your figure universe. But but yeah, man, I don't know why a, they didn't give us the uh, scale with the action ring. The the packaging is way off. They got Cody coming out of the the right tunnel. You know, uh, <laughs> they don't they don't even the middle. they don't even have a, a little lift for him in the middle. You know, yeah, so poor uh, Cody. I know this is this thing is not yeah. accurate. They're gonna wait to do the elite the uh, big scale one for. Yeah, when they do the uh, yeah, yeah, they do the authentic scale. That's when uh, that's when the Cody will get his uh, his his middle entrance. But uh, <laughs> don't forget that uh, I uh, I'm the one that predicted the um, the unmatched series yeah. being all dark order a while back before it even uh, before it even came into you know, fruition. So I put that in right. the you know, uh, the, in the you atmosphere. know all the things that get spoken I mean, here I'm, on the Chick Foley show. The the universal powers are, are I mean, floating around us pretty strong. So. Yeah, the the Seth Rollins, uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio gear. I tweeted that out during uh, SummerSlam, and we have to uh, we have to be uh, careful what we speak into up, existence so. here because it, it comes That's, up that is true far too often. All right, let's get yeah. into some figure reviews uh, from from the stuff we've grabbed recently. We'll start with the ringside exclusive uh, Britt Baker, uh, Marco Jordan. Either one of you guys get this figure yet? I did. Uh, Sheena, you can kick us off. Give us your classic How Many Chicks review of Britt Baker. We have not opened this up yet, so this is a MOC review. Um, it looks great. You know, um, obviously it's a it's a little it's a little alarming to see a, a female figure with like covered in blood. Um, it's in the standard AEW blood and guts packaging, which is pretty cool. My favorite part about the box is like the back of the box when Looks it's got sick. that that iconic photo of Brit that was on her like best selling t shirt, um, you know where she's just like literally crimson mask. Um, the head scans look great. She's got I think the skin tone is a little off for Brit. She's nor she's a little bit darker um, in real life. That's so. been a problem since day one for the AW line. Their yeah. skin tones are all too like there was yeah like, they have like 
it seems like they have like a gray base layer to all their skin tones. Yeah, Matt Cardona put a put a uh, picture up of this figure next to the Chelsea Green figure, and it was just like night and day comparison. Like the Chelsea Green figure, the skin tone was like right on point, and then this figure just looked a little like washed out. But other than that, I think the sc- the face scans look great. You got two bloody face scans, and you got her, you know, when she's starting the match, you know, all, all freshened up, and you got the the dentist glove accessory and the blood and gut soft good t-shirt. So that's a big deal. Cause the soft goods have been few and far between for AW so far. Yeah. I, I, I really, I really love this figure. I think it's great. So what do you, you got to give it oh, zero to five. How many chicks? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. I give it a four also. I, uh, I don't know. The head sculpts are still like a little bit off. I think maybe it's just the, maybe the base, uh, the like the plain head sculpt. I think that was just kind of like a throw in as a bonus because you look, it's got a different hairstyle. It's got the same hairstyle as her regular unmatched figure. Oh, yeah. Whereas the bloody hairstyles, the bloody ones are yeah. kind of like the hairstyle she's rocking now. So yeah, um, that's right. I didn't the even packaging is that. great, and it's I, as far as I know, it's first of its kind being a bloody female figure. I don't know that we've seen that before, so I give it a four point for that. Uh, Jordan, what do you give it, man? So I really, really like this figure. Um, <clears throat> Being an MOC collector, the the box is great. Um, it's going to display really nice. I plan on getting this, this one signed. For sure. What color? Um, what color paint pen you going with? I don't know. I'll have to think about it because the other Brit figure I got signed, she said was one of her favorites she's ever signed. So I have to really think it out. I usually do two colors on people that do their signature plus I'm something. Under white. I think a white so would look awesome because it's kind of, it's really dark. Like the backdrop and everything is really dark. The figures kind of, you know, like set back a little bit. The packaging's dark. I think a white paint pan would really like look amazing on this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely get it signed. Um, I'll go with a uh, 4.3 right, on this one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going uh, to go with Jordan on that, probably a 4.3. Um, I haven't taken it out yet either, so I, I'd rather get like the head sculpts in hand just to see how they look as opposed to yeah. looking at them through the packaging. But I think you get a pretty good uh, like gist of what, what you're, what you're going to get. But other than that, the the box art's great on the back, like you said, with the crimson mask and everything. Um, it's probably one of the – I mean, next to – Next to the Tay Conti one, it's probably one of the better um, uh, female right. figures that they have. I mean, yep. I know Sheena's not a fan that of the- That figure's garbage. I already uh, know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. <of Nyla>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even oh, have to say that it. figure looks terrible. Yeah, just say it. It's okay. Oh, no. Tay Conti like came along figure, and uh, sa- saved the women's line for uh, for all of us. Nyla Rose, if you listen to this, <laughs> that is Sheena Phelps that is saying these words. None of us. The, the thoughts do not represent <laughs> the rest of the Chick Foley show. Exactly. All, all big fans. Uh, the next figure we're going to do a review of is the other ringside exclusive that dropped here in the last uh, week and a half or so. And this is the War Games 2020 Tommaso Champa. Sheena, take us away with your review of this figure. So this is a perfect example of, you know, we were talking about earlier how they did the, they should have done the soft goods. You know, we we're all clamoring for soft goods um, materials on our figures. This would have made a much better like rubber coat. Uh, this, the gear that he was wearing, I feel like it kind of loses a little bit of something. It looks like um, when you buy a little kid's like superhero costume at you know target or whatever for halloween like that's what that's kind of what he looks like he's wearing it's like screen print on the fabric it's got the velcro down the front 
it loses a little bit of there's something. No texture, no layers, no yeah. depth. Yeah, there's absolutely no depth <sighs> on the on the material. But the overall, the figure, the mask looks awesome. The headgear looks awesome. I love that he's got the you know the little bit of salt and pepper, the gray in his beard. Um, I, I I like the figure other than um, you know the the top. So what do you so, give? So it? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give this figure a four too. Mm, that's a little high. I'll give it a three just because I think the potential is there for it to be so much better. But I hate that jacket. Like yeah. you said, I think he nailed it. It just I see what they were going for, but I feel like this is a ringside exclusive. You could have either given us a proper soft goods or just gone with a nice molded one, especially because it's sleeveless. So you wouldn't have like limited any flexibility or anything going with a rubber um, jacket there. The It is cool how they executed the mask with like soft goods for like the like the kind of drape part, um, you know, doing it in like two pieces. But but yeah, I give it a three just because I think this could have been so much better uh, with just a different type of execution. Still a very cool figure, though. And as always, with ringside exclusives, it looks tremendous in the packaging. Yeah, the packaging looks great. Marco, what's your thoughts on this one? All right, I think we've stunned Marco into silence with this one. Jordan, what's your thoughts on <laughs> game? Okay, you're back? Let's see. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, no, you can go, Jordan. Go. Um. Man, I didn't even pre-order this one because I did not like the way it looked when they revealed it. Mm. Um, and judging by what you guys just said, it's not going to change my mind too much. The Elite 69 version of Tommaso Ciampa yeah. is way That's better like the than this to Ciampa me. Figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going I'm to even go lower than you, Seth, on this one. I'll go a 2.5 Ouch. on this one. I'm, I am not yeah, maybe, a fan Maybe of this my figure. love of Tommaso Ciampa, uh, my, my black heart, is wow. uh, causing me to score this a little bit. I would have rather seen, if they were doing a <laughs> War Games one, I would have rather seen 2019 where he had the face paint and stuff when it was, uh, you know, KO helped him out and stuff. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, without the mask, it's a yeah, pretty Yeah, the gear is nothing spectacular. Like, and like we said, the entrance gear is not the greatest, the way they did it. Uh, Marco, what's uh, what's your thoughts? Dang. Yep, I mean I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm not gonna pick apart the figure because you guys already did that. Um, I'll go with the overall like the overall package. Um, I'll probably give like a, a I'll go three and a half. The box is very so cool. three point five because um, the box art's yeah it's pretty cool. Um, it has like the you know the NXT X uh, cut out there um, and just a, for display purposes. I know the figure will, will would look awesome. Um, if you were to get it, uh, signed, um, probably maybe like a yellow paint pen, um, so, or gold maybe or something like that. But, uh, yeah, three and a half for me for the, uh, All right. for Tommaso. All right. Chapo. The other thing that we picked up here in the past week was elite 91. Really cool set. Uh, Sheena kind of give us some of your overall thoughts on the set before we get into the best and worst. Um, it's a good set. It just feel it feels a little bit random. I mean, we do have KO and Sammy in the same set. Um, but I mean, I don't have any beef with any of these figures, to be honest. I mean, there's nothing spectacular to me, but there's nothing offensive either. All right. What is the best figure in the set to you, Sheen? Uh, I don't know. The RVD in the Tiger Stripe singlet's pretty freaking awesome. I do love the conspiracy theory Sami Zayn. And he his, comes with the Sammy Award. He's got the Sammy Award. Yeah, he's got the, the green. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think that one looks really good. I don't know. It's between RVD and Sami Zayn. To me, um, I think the RVD and the the Hulk, I think either one of those could have been Ultimate Editions. Uh, Sheena kind of mentioned that on her, her IG that uh, they definitely could have 
and like the more premium level figures. So it's cool that we actually got both of these in the same elite line. I love that Hulk in hand. Um, he's just tremendous. It's a different way they've done the Feather Boas um, than the one that's in the past. It's a new mold for that. Sets a little bit more naturally. And it's got a little bit more flexibility to it. Um, and, you know, Hulk, because even though he's a racist piece of shit, to quote Bret Hart, uh, he does make for a good action figure. So I'm going to give it to Hulk on a uh, narrow margin over RVD for best figure of the set. Uh, Marco, what say you? Um, I didn't I didn't pick up any of these, um, but if I were to do that, probably definitely RVD um, and the Sami Zayn. Um, Kevin Owens probably just for, you know, for like close to home reasons, because I told the story before he won the Universal Championship on uh, August 29, 2016, which is the birth of my uh, first child. So special he holds place, like a little yeah. Triple special H place in my Seth heart. So, yeah, so I'd, I'll never yeah. forget that. Marco. <laughs> well, no, that was Triple H. That was Triple H that did that. Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens just, didn't have to. Comply. He just took the assist. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have to, but he was like, it was like Gary Payton to Sean Kemp with the <laughs> the alley oop. He just slam dunked it in there, but uh. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of have like a not not really like a hot take on Mattel figures or just like those type of figures in general. But like, it seems like I'm not sure when they're moving away from this. But like the torso, the uh, forward and back torso, as opposed to like the the Ultimate Edition right. where you can swivel it around, as well as the AEW, it seems like it's kind yeah. of archaic now for me. Anyway, for it's for me, it's kind of hard to buy. Like to go and grab elites now, just because I've been kind of spoiled with AEW figures and Ultimate Edition figures with these crazy articulation and stuff like that. And I know you definitely need the elites out there for you know for those purposes, but like it's been kind of like I've been on a fence with some of these like some of the elites that are popping up, which they all look great. It's just the articulation part of it is kind of it's kind of pushing me away a little bit. But I'm not sure if I was the only one with that thought. You guys don't have to say if you had those no, thoughts I as agree. well. But I wouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there. eventually we see them move to uh, all Ultimate Edition style articulation. You know, because AEW's kind of set that as the standard for their yeah. base figures. Um, Jordan, what did you think was the worst figure of this set? Hogan. <laughs> no, it's not. Dude, <laughs> the Hogan's really good. I think the biggest disappointment for me is we're not yeah, getting the I Chase that, RVD. I had that thing on pre-order. Um, it was very sad when it got canceled. Yeah. I understand why. Yeah, we talked about our sentiments on that. Everybody knows, like, we, we understand, like, the uh, yeah. reason why. But, yeah, it's still, it still was a cool figure, dude. It's still disappointing. I, I mean, I don't know. The Bianca's pretty plain to me. I mean, I, yeah. none of these figures are bad. Like, they're they're all good figures. I guess I would go with Bianca. So I, I got beef the with one. the Austin Theory figure. Obviously, I got it in my collection because he's the first um, elite Austin Theory we've got. But this is something that we saw. Um, if you go back in the Unboxing Mania archives and watch when we unboxed the Ultimate Edition Steve Austin, we kind of showed how much bigger the Ultimate Edition Steve Austin's head was from some of the earlier um, regular elite Steve Austin figures. Austin Theory He's got the same thing, dude. He's got like yeah. the balloon head going. Um, no, the reason that they do this is because <laughs> it allows them a chance to get more. Uh, you just get more detail on it, right? You have a bigger canvas to paint your picture. So yeah. I understand why, um, but it's not a trend that I'm a huge fan of because if you compare um, elites from the last 18 months or so to some of the ones from the early days back in 2010, 2011, you can really tell the difference, right? Not it, It's not so much that like the ones coming out now look bad 
but it makes the other ones look like they have like tiny little heads, you know, whereas before it didn't seem like that. But now when you look at them, you know, you had Austin Theory with this freaking jug head. Um, go back and look at an Elite 16 Kevin Nash, you know, he looks like he's got a peanut <laughs> head compared to this Austin Theory. So, I mean, Austin Theory he does got a, Yeah, he's got like a dome a on him though. for sure. But like it's but it, it's a kind of across the line. Like head, the head sizes have just generally gotten bigger, which, again, it allows for better head sculpts, better paint jobs and stuff. So I get it. But um, it really stood out to me, maybe just because Austin Theory's got short hair and stuff. Maybe that's why. But the yeah, the yeah. size of this dude's freaking skull, man, he's got a melon on him. So <laughs> careful putting that one up on like the top shelf for your detox, dude. He could take a tumble if he gets the slightest, uh, slightest nod, man. Yeah, take your little detox down. Uh, Sheena, do you have any picks for worst of the set? No, I mean, like I said at the top of the, um, you know, at the top of the segment that I, I didn't find any of them offensive, but I just didn't find any of them like exquisite. So, you know, that's right. my thoughts on that. Sheena's got the last word. Let's hear from Extra Cooler. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, Jordan, are you ready? Marco, ready, are you ready? Sheena, are you ready? Always. Stay ready. It's time for the fourth annual edition of the most prestigious awards in professional wrestling, the Chickies. Did that sound dramatic enough, guys? Yeah, it was great. It was spot on. <laughs> great. Yeah, it brought a tear to my eye. All right, so we're doing a little bit different format this year. Uh, we This is the fourth time we've done it. We've never done it the same way two years in a row. Yeah. This time, each of us are just kind of picking our own um, our own picks, and, and we'll just share them. You know, we've done voting before. We've done listener voting. Uh, this time, it's just going to straight up be the uh, our individual picks, and, and we will discuss. So Sheena's the star of the show. She gets to go first. We're going to kick it off with the letdown of the year. Yeah. And if any of you guys agree with what my, my choice is, you know, just chime in. And uh, we'll, like you said, we'll discuss um, the letdown of the year for me personally. Um, I think we can all agree to some degree, whether you think this is the most the biggest letdown of the year, but it was definitely a letdown was the exploding barbed wire death match. Cosign. Uh, yeah. Let's say you guys cosign or you guys got anything different to say. Okay. I have something different than that. Let's go ahead and discuss the exploding bar bar death match. You had this incredible match with uh, Kenny and Mox. And, you know, we're we're all expecting, you know, just this like freaking blood feud. It's like come to a fever pitch. There's bar bar all around. There's sparks everywhere. And then we get to the finish of the match. Freaking, you know, Kenny leaves the ring. Mox is laying there dead about to, you know, just get burned to a crisp fiend style. And uh, Eddie Kingston comes running out. Cover, covers his rival slash best friend in this dr- super dramatic moment. And then the sparklers go off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, this uh, this award in previous years has been uh, called the wet fart of the year. We want to be a little bit more positive. So we changed it from the wet fart to just the letdown. But yeah. I agree. It was just a wet fart to me. 
I could get past the the dud of an explosion because it's pro wrestling and my my uh, disbelief is already suspended anyways. I was so frustrated by this because having Eddie Kingston come out and protect Mox was just so freaking poetic, yeah. man. It w- that was awesome booking. And if you would have had this epic, dangerous explosion, like I think Eddie Kingston would have been the hottest baby face in the biz the next night. Like I... I love the like the storytelling there, but it just ended up being stupid because you know the explosion barely went off, and then Eddie Kingston th- still passed yeah, out. That's the that's the thing that's so so offensive to me. I understand that sometimes pyro is going <laughs> to fail, but at, at the same time, Eddie should have just been like, "What what happened?" You know, somebody no, should have told him. He had his head down. Yeah, somebody should have said like, "He had dude. his head down." He could have been shaking Mox like, "Mox, get up, dude!" You know, like it, it didn't go off or something. You know, just just like. Do something, dude. But yeah, he just laid there as if he got blown to smithereens. Because even Kenny started laughing it off, like you know, yeah, I got you, you idiots. You yeah, know? like Kenny was laughing about it. Like, Kenny played it off well, but yeah, Kingston, like yeah, I think the, he was just so in character that he was. Like, I mean, and they did the best, the best with it that they could. I mean, the next night they acknowledged it. They didn't shy away from it. Again, we've talked about if, if WWE had done that, we would never see footage of it no, again. They would it would have been erased. They would have never mentioned it. Um, but the fact that they were like, he was like making fun of. Uh, Eddie Kingston, he was like, you know, I got anxiety. You know, I got anxiety, man. You know, he's like, I just passed out for my anxiety. I mean, it, that was cool. I, I appreciated them not just treating us like we were ignorant and that it didn't happen that way. But the moment, like Seth said, was just so poetic. And I was just so let down that it didn't turn out the way that it could have. So that's my that's my letdown of the year. Yeah, that was my pick as well. Uh, Marco, what's your pick? Marco? He, he was he was so yeah. let down by my pick. I think um, I was gonna yeah I was that's a I was gonna go with that one, but I'm gonna go with uh, let's see, I'm gonna go with the the, the speedy return of uh, Becky Lynch uh, mm-hmm. this year um, and the heel turn, which is not really a heel turn, which I think right by now everyone can agree yeah. has failed miserably on all fronts. For, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think I mean in in. You know, I, we had we had this conversation before with you know where's Bianca Belair? She is now in a mid card yeah. facing Dewdrop um, <laughs> for her troubles after that uh, SummerSlam. So that's that's my uh, just that whole thing, that whole just went. Yeah, I tried to defend it. Um, I can totally see how anyway. that was a letdown. You know, Bianca had the had the you know rocket strap, and I just feel like yeah, Becky came in and just like punked her out. So yeah, I, I can get down with that as being a letdown of twenty twenty one for sure. All right, Jordan, what's your pick? All right. Um, let's preface this by saying the Turnbuckle Tavern boys cannot <laughs> okay. come at me Too for bad this. Chads but... are on high alert. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Dude, my letdown of the year, it's Rampage, man. I dig Rampage. Uh, Ooh. Out, outside of the CM Punk debut, which we all knew was coming, dude, Rampage just feels like AEW Dark to me. I I, I mean, it's an enjoyable show because it's an hour, but, like, dude, it really doesn't give you anything. I mean, yeah, Cody won the belt last Friday, but... I love how he, I love I how know, he says, oh, um, I just have been Rampage under- doesn't give you anything. CM Punk came, then uh, Cody won the belt. And- <laughs> well, but we all knew the CM Punk thing. That's why they were doing it for Rampage. Like, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, like, the rest of the weeks, what, we're just supposed to just think that this is, like, an A show? Well, I mean, at least, I, I at know, least they segmented it, off it, from their, from their, 
prime show and they don't make us sit through an extra hour worth yeah. of garbage to just watch their main show. I appreciate yeah. them. Like, like if you, if for people who don't like it or they're I not going to give it the full effort to, you know, pitch it on Friday instead of like lumping it in with Wednesday. I enjoy rampage. I think it's been entertaining. <sighs> I, I agree. I just, I, I just don't, I, I don't know, man. It, maybe it's just me. I, I just don't really enjoy Rampage. Uh, maybe it's but just that me. does make three mm. out of the four yeah. uh, Letdown of the Year awards went to AEW. So, Ooh. yeah. I, Turnbuckle Tavern's probably about to unfollow all of us on social media. <laughs> we, Damn. Yeah, I about we love you guys. It's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to save it. I have some really good. <laughs> I have some really good AEW takes coming up. All right. Let's get to the next award. Oh, yeah. Figure of the year. Sheena, you're up first. For me, I think the undeniable figure of the year is Series 5, AEW Series 5 Luchasaurus, dude. I think that figure is just freaking beautiful, in my opinion. I love the turquoise and gold. His his tattoos just look amazing. And I mean, the face scan. I, I will never forget pulling that figure out. And me and Seth were it's crystal like, clear, yeah. Think of how many figures we get in a year. I mean, it's kind of obscene, but probably like... You know, between 150 and 200 figures we've gotten this year. I remember exactly where I was when I saw that figure for the first time. Yes. And it was just straight up wow factor. Seth and I, we pulled the figure. We didn't even wait to get into the house. We pulled it out. It was a sunny day outside. We pulled the figure out of the box and we both go. I think we saw a Jungle Boy at first. Yeah, we, we were like, ju- ooh. ooh. And then we moved him out of the way. And we, sort of, we were like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. We were like, this is so awesome. It was like in unison. So, uh, funny. I, so do you like that one better than the ringside exclusive? I kind of like the ringside exclusive with the white gear. I love the white gear and I, I love the packaging of the ringside exclusive. I'm really, it, it's a, it's a freaking frog's hair difference. Um, I, the reason I like this one is this, is this is more standard. Yeah. Like ringside every, is like a one-off. Yeah. The ring, the ringside that exclusive is a one-off, but this is like what you're used to seeing Luchasaurus in. However, I, like I said, a frog's hair difference between the, uh, the, uh, Ringside exclusive in the series yeah, five. Great pick. That's uh Luch Source is one of the most toyetic wrestlers wow. ever. I don't think anybody could hate on that one. Yeah. Uh Marco, what's your pick for figure of the year? Oh man, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with this one. I've been riding with this this one since its inception. It's another AEW figure. And my figure of the year is obviously mm, freshly yeah. squeezed. Great choice. Orange Cassidy, man. It's just a great a, thing. And, it, and it, we talked about this earlier, just far few and far in between with the soft goods. That's like the only one really besides that Baker. Figure. You know, we've never seen that kind of uh, technology technique on a figure before. Yeah, it's innovative. Um, you don't need extra head scans because he doesn't really <laughs> have different expressions. Yeah. You can just need that one, that one head scan. You get the sunglasses. You get the you get the thumb. Um, what, what more could you want? You get the hands in the pockets. I mean, nothing, nothing since that figure came out has been innovative in that sense. Just like adding like a specific feature to a to a like a superstar or what it's sports entertainer or whatever you want to call it um no yeah. other figure has done that yet that i've seen anyway that specified like what that separated itself from you know all the other figures and yeah i'm going with that innovation alone i'm going with uh pick. with orange Jordan? cassidy I'm gonna go another AEW figure. I'm gonna go Darby uh, Allen from Unmatched Series uh, One. Yeah, all Ooh. the Darby figures are up there. I mean, they they Darby yeah, that, just does yeah. not miss when it yeah, comes to one his with figures. The, uh, like the, he's got, the, I call it the Tree of Life Triatic. painted on his chest. Like, yeah, tremendous figure. Yeah. Comes with a skateboard <laughs> with actual working wheels. Yeah, Darby's figures have been amazing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a clean awesome. sweep for AEW. I'm going with again Series Five, like uh, Sheena, but I'm going with the Chase. 
John Moxley with Ooh, the eye patch, yeah. the soft Ooh. goods t-shirt. Oh um, yeah, that yeah. figure's just yep. tremendous. You know, we scored one for on the cheap with the because uh, we grabbed one with the damaged box. Uh, we're still waiting to unbox that thing. Um, it's just kind of like sitting there taunting me in my figure room every day. I wait for Sheena to kind of get up the uh, the nerve to do an unboxing. I know. Video I need to do some it, unboxing content with it. That uh, it's you know, Mox is my third favorite wrestler besides from Seth and Roman. And I think that's the best figure he's ever had. So I just, I love that figure. Um, very cool. And yeah, clean sweep for AEW. So I think we've redeemed ourselves from giving uh, everybody shitting on AEW in the letdown yeah. of the year category. So you, can stop scre- you can stop screaming at your speaker yeah. now, Chad. <laughs> Let's go to the moment of the year. Tina, you're <laughs> up first. I'm going to say the moment of the year Ooh. for me personally. Um, don't, don't bonk me over the head here, Seth. It is d- uh, Brian Danielson's debut. In you AEW. almost said Daniel Bryan. I almost said Daniel Bryan. And I, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter you know I, whatever whichever order you want to put his name in I love him the same you know uh, but yeah Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson debut in AEW you know you we had this amazing moment where you know it was after all out pay per view which was an epic pay per view by the way and uh, Adam Cole comes out and you're just like oh my gosh this is so amazing right you're like this is the big surprise ending no. We've got more. What was the guy, the, the the TV guy? You know, oh, wait, there's more. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, wait, <laughs> there's more. Shamwell, and, yeah, wait, the there's ShamWow more. guy. And then, uh, no, it was the ShamWow guy. It's not the same one. Anyway, Daniel Bryan comes out and, uh, dude, it was just so epic. And it makes it even better looking back that uh, he's had such an amazing run in AEW. I think it makes that moment such so much more important um, and memorable. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with. Brian Danielson debuts in AEW. All right, Marco. Oh man, see, I'm, I'm going to go with another AEW debut, and we all knew it was coming um, after a uh, seven seven year absence from the wrestling world. You have the return Co-sign. of CM Punk to the to to just wrestling. Yes, it. I mean, if you're going to pick one moment out of the year for me, anyway, yeah. in wrestling, it's that. I mean, someone that was so jaded. Uh, someone that was that didn't seem like they wanted to even yeah. like step foot into wrestling, thing, let alone talk about wrestling at all. Um, you know, he, you kind of get it. You got first glimpse when he, I think it was at a, I think one of those uh, was it Starcast? Is that what it's called? Conrad. The the, um, mm-hmm. the Conrad. Uh, yeah. So when he when he actually like you know did like a panel, um, like a Q and A panel where he actually started talking about wrestling again, you seen him get his foot in the door essentially, like. You know, that wasn't the return, obviously, but it was like it was a, it was a foot in the door. But then, like, you know, the rumors of it happening, the lead up and then, like, you know, when he does appear and like the, you know, the tears, that guy in the in the audience crying and then him doing that, like that freestyle speech and not writing anything down. And Buying everybody you know, it was ice cream. Just, like I said, it was, it was, it was definitely it was, a It was moment. so good because, yeah, you they, know, obviously it wasn't a huge surprise by the time it happened. I think that made it better, though. The crowd. Yeah. And uh, the TV audience at home, we were so juiced up for it. You know yeah. what I mean? But you still weren't 100% sure. And the fact that they just gave it to us right away, like no suspense, no waiting for the end of the show, like, yeah, you know, right the get the opening pie right away. And then, bam, cult of personality hit. Like, yeah, that was – I'm not even a CM Punk fan at all. I call him CM Schmuck. But that was a goosebumps moment just yeah. as a wrestling fan. So um, I got a different one for my yeah. award, but that was definitely my AEW moment of the year. Uh, Jordan, what do you got, man? So mine's a little bit selfish since I was in the house for it as well. Uh, I'm going oh, Hangman awesome. winning the yeah. belt. Um, okay. It was just, dude, watching him win the belt and then his post-match speech and stuff, it was just, 
it was really cool to be there. And um, I, we obviously all love Hangman, and it was just it was really cool to see him win it when I was there. So I'll go with all Hangman. Right. Winning so, yeah, I can't be mad at that either. The Chickies this year have been AEW heavy so far. I'm going to tip the scales a little bit. This is another moment that I still don't think this guy has gotten the credit he deserves for it. Y'all know that I am the king of kayfabe on here, and Roman Reigns pinned Daniel Bryan and Edge at the same damn time in the WrestleMania main event. Like as far as kayfabe goes, that's right up there with Chris Jericho beating the rock and Steve Austin in the same day. I mean, he stacked, he first off, not only did he do it, he called it the week before he said, I'm going to smash him. I'm going to stack him, and I'm going to pin him." And he did, he smashed him, He stacked him, and he pinned them both at the same damn time. Um, I just think as far as kayfabe goes, like, it's hard to think of a time they put someone over stronger than they did Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania this year. So that's my pick uh, just to balance it out. Um, Let's go to the next category. Sheena, you're up for tag team of the year. I'm going to go with the young bucks. So again, AEW pick. So, you know, y'all, the the two bad chads, y'all can't be mad at me this week. Um, The young bucks, dude, I just, I've loved everything that they've done with, uh, I mean, early on, sometimes it was a little like, come on, but once they got with Kenny and uh, Don Callis and they just started wearing that insane gear every single week and just doing some of the best freaking Seth work. Rollins light. Oh, yeah. No, no. I think it, they did their own thing. You know what I mean? They're they're all drip gods in my in my opinion. But uh, yeah, the Young Bucks, they had not like I think nine successful title defenses. So, uh, I mean, they were they were killing it in the ring as per usual. But I've just loved all the stuff that they've done with with Kenny and Don Callis, and uh, even just like the the camera work. You know, I've I've heard the Turnbuckle guys mention it um, a few times. It's just like when you see like Nick Jackson just staring into the camera, like it just it's just funny to me, dude. Like he's not even saying anything, but just the way he looks at the camera is just freaking hilarious. Um, So yeah, I'm going with tag team of the year as the Young Bucks, and they got the PWI. They were the top tag team of mm. 2021, so they weren't even in that the top. For they weren't even in the top ten last year. So uh, the fact that they were they topped the list in 2021, uh, it's definitely definitely co-signing on my my pick here. Uh, they also had the pivotal moment in the, uh, the Hangman, uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega match. title mm-hmm. match. So they get points for that too. Uh, Marco, what's your pick? Man, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go AEW again because um, obviously that's where that's where tag team lives. I mean, if you you be, I mean, obviously we're we all love WWE, but we know they're not the most keen on uh, right. on on the tag team division. So uh, we got to stick with AEW on this, but. I'm gonna go with the Lucha Bros. Yeah, um, as my oh, tag sorry. team of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm biased. I love they're like they're my favorite tag team in AEW. Um, just a, just like even like watching it last night, like the their move set is is insane. Like their tag team moves that they do aren't like not to take anything away from the Young Bucks. They're not relegated to just like double super kicks or you know stuff like that. They like do very innovative yeah, they do. Uh, tag team moves, which is which is awesome. Then they had arguably the best match the of the year Bucks, yeah. with the young steel Bucks. cage. Um, and that, that and that Kate, awesome, that steel dude. cage match. Um, and them coming out on top with the tag titles. And I think throughout the year, they like, they, they made it. So like they, they proved themselves time in and time out that they were obviously eventually going to win, win those AEW tag titles. It just wasn't the right time to do so in the beginning. But I think throughout the year, um, every time they perform, they perform at a high level, in, in my opinion, anyway, and I think right when, when they won those titles, it was it was you know I think I mean the crowd popped obviously yeah. when they won. I mean 
it was a shock that the Young Bucks lost first and foremost. But it was also exciting. Exciting that the it was the it was well deserved. It was like, it was definitely uh, a yeah. worthy passing of the torch. Yeah, and uh, and those guys are so toyetic. Yeah, that, definitely. You know, you can't be yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I, I mean, I love those figures. And they, I, I mean, we could have picked them for the best figures of the years. Yeah, for um, sure. The, yeah. the Mass Republic figures that they had. But um, yeah, I'm going with the great uh, the pick, Lucha Marco. I think those. Phoenix particularly is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. He might be the best luchador out there. Right now, those guys are just killing us. So Jordan, sound oh, like yeah. are you picking the Lucha Bros also? Yep, I'm I'm going with Lucha Bros too. Uh, just to piggyback off what Marco said, man, what an incredible year for those guys. Um, yeah, extremely toyetic. Um, they, I, I love those guys. They're just they're both so great together. So yeah, man. I, I guess I'll, I'll just be Lucha the Bros. WWE shill for the chickies uh, <laughs> this time. I don't I don't want to get totally on WWE shit list. You know. <laughs> They've been good to us. Um, I'm going RK Bro. Um, WWE oh, yeah. Creative has been the drizzling shits this year by far. I think that's being generous, calling it the, gri- the drizzling shits. But RKO has been uh, routinely entertaining. You know, it was such a moment when they beat AJ and Omos for the belts at SummerSlam. It's been great since then. And the other cool thing about this is um, something you always want to see when it's two singles wrestlers joining up for a tag team. Um, one guy's being elevated, and I think Matt Riddle is set to have a gigantic 2022. Yeah. I think he's a dark horse pick to win the Rumble and oh, challenge yeah. for either belt at Mania. Um, we've been high on Matt Riddle for a long time on the Chick Foley show, and this has probably been the best run of his career, teaming up with uh, Randy Orton. And Randy Orton's been great as well. You know, Shout out to Randy Orton. He's a guy who I used to not be a huge fan of, but the more I watch him, I think uh, – there's a lot of credence to what Ric Flair says that Randy Orton is the best wrestler in the world, you know, just as far as the perfection, you know, Seth Rollins talked about that on some of the, uh, the Rollins documentaries when he talked about their match at WrestleMania 31, he said the one thing about Randy Orton is he likes to bat a thousand and he really does. Cause he very, you rarely see a botch in a Randy Orton yeah. match, you know, he may not be had the most spectacular spots, but what you're seeing out there is smooth yeah. and it's perfection. And RK bro is my pick for tag team of the year. Can't, All right, we're down to the, that. we're down to the last two categories, the big ones. Sheena, you're up first for match of the year. Um, so I'm going to go with Kenny versus uh, Brian Danielson for their uh, t- their match at Grand Slam. Sorry if I'm getting a little more congested as we're going along here. Um, it's fourth quarter. You got to push through. <laughs> it's the fourth quarter. I got to push flu- through for the flu game. Um, yeah, that match. It was just a dream match, and I think it's so cool that they literally let. Daniel Bryan debut, and then his first bout was with Kenny Omega. Just came in, showed AEW what he was capable of. I think it's cool that they allowed him to come in and just have that spot right from the jump. Um, and people weren't even mad at it. You know, it could be really easy for the AEW fan base to be like, oh, here's a WWE guy coming in, you know, going straight to the top. Um, but it was, again, it was like a, a match that everybody had been dreaming of it, it delivered even though it was a time limit draw and i'm not the biggest time limit draw lover in the world shout out to to boney con um him and i kind of share a, a similar sentiment when it comes to time limit draws but uh that match was spectacular and i think if you haven't seen that match you need to really do yourself a favor all right marco you're up next man that was that was my pick but i, I luckily i had a backup to this one and i kind of Kind of talked about this uh, a couple of days ago on the Raw Down. I'm going to go with uh, Seth Rollins and Edge, Hell in a Cell at Crown Jewel as my uh, as my match of the year. The uh, the the final the finale of uh of the the Seth Rollins Edge yeah. uh, trilogy Killer there match. that they had. But uh, yeah, that match was 
just top to bottom. I mean, even that, that, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, like that pay-per-view in general was a solid pay-per-view for that a was the best Shouty like, show, yeah. It was, it was probably, yeah. The, probably the best WWE. It's probably like, that and WrestleMania you know, that, for the best WWE show of the year yeah. also. Oh yeah, no, I think that I think I we uh, I picked that as as my uh, favorite pay per view of the year uh, from WWE. But um, just that match in general, like it, you know that we talk about this like time and time again. Like the Hell in a Cell should be a match within a pay per view, not a yes. pay per view itself. And that was like the perfect like like that they match should be treated it. as they like a blow off. Like, that should be the yeah, exactly. Like. They went. They went there regular matches, and then you know what? We're gonna finish this. This is the end of our storyline. Let's finish it in Hell in a Cell. And that's how every that's single right. Hell in a Cell match should be. I mean, from here, like if it like it should be like in WrestleMania, like that should be the like a final match in a trilogy or what have you. But just that match in general, just you know, Edge competing at a high level. Um, Seth Rollins doing what he does. Obviously, he's one of the greatest, yeah. one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Um, I mean, just go back and watch it. It was I mean, cool. It was cool to see. It's literally, uh, it was cool it's to artwork. see Edge performing at that high level. You know, it was. Uh, and yeah. the one bonus of the Saudi shows, we know they're problematic, but they do get the WrestleMania treatment. So each guy's had like the grandest entrance yeah. possible, which just add to the match. Yeah, and the yeah. The other thing I, I we pointed out too was uh, or that I pointed out was the it was the first Saudi show where it yeah, was they actually didn't have all, all fans, like the you know royals sitting in the front. The the. The Royal sitting around and stuff like that. It was like it was literally fan driven, and they were more. It was you could tell it was way more like like focused as, a, as was, a wrestling uh, show. As that show was just lit. Like a Luckily, I have my whole my whole podcast lifestyle is basically kayfabe. There's only two people that I work with that even know this show exists. I actually faked that uh, sick out of work to come home early that day <laughs> and watch the show live because I think <laughs> it, uh, I want to say it started at like noon, uh, like yeah. noon our time. So yeah, you know, I showed up yeah, at work. Yeah. I was like, ah, you know, I'm not up. I'm not up to it today. Let me. I, I need to dip out. <laughs> Uh, but whatever it takes to be a wrestling fan. Uh, Jordan, right. what's your pick for match of the year? That's great. So uh, I am the women's wrestling That's aficionado, right. so I'm going to go with the women's match. Uh, I'm going to go with Britt oh, and match, Thunder dude. Rosa. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a great match, and just the everything that went into that match, I mean, you could arguably say that kind of saved the, or at least elevated the AEW women's 100%. division to a different level. Um it just made everyone take that division a lot more serious after that match. Um, and obviously it catapulted Britt into a title win, even though everybody thinks Thunder Rosa was the star of that match. Um, but yeah, for, it was a tough choice. I had two AEW matches. And I thought everybody else would pick the same AEW match. So that's why I decided on this one. Um, and I felt like, yeah, it yeah that Lucha Bros shine, Bucks so. was a super close um, second for me. I thought that was, that was a spectacular match yeah. too. Britain, uh, Britain Thunder Rosa yep. was cool because uh, like you said, Jordan, Britt kind of got elevated even though she lost. But what that's done is create huge anticipation for once Britt and Thunder Rosa, when it comes back around and they yeah. face off for the women's championship, you got you, you got to feel like that's coming soon. Um, you know, obviously Thunder Rosa yeah. fell short for the TBS championship. I think that's going to be awesome once they go head to head once again. Um, so I had three matches before this one. Luckily, I went last on this. You know, uh, obviously, as we say every week, Sheena and Marco are the stars of the show. And Jordan, you're our guest. So I knew I was going to be going last on this category. <laughs> I had three matches that I could, absolutely could not pick between for match of the year. It was a straight up tie. One was Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, which was great for all the reasons you guys already said. 
The other one was Edge and Seth and Hell in a Cell, which WWE also announced as their match of the year. So hats off to uh, Sheena and Marco for those picks. And the third one, the one Sheena just mentioned, and is going to be my pick for match of the year, the steel cage match between the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. That was just amazing for my money that's the second best steel cage match of all time besides brett nolan at SummerSlam 94 um and the reason that match is so great is because the thing about a tag team steel cage match you're you're changing up the basic formula of a tag match right there's no tags it's straight up it's tornado style so all four guys are in the ring so they couldn't even lean on the traditional story points of a tag team match where you know you have the face in peril and the hot tag all that stuff like it was just a straight up four-man fight and they went for i want to say like 26 27 minutes and there was never a dull moment the spots kept getting crazier and crazier um y'all know i'm a sneakerhead. they busted out the the spy the thumbtack air jordans yeah um that yeah. was just tremendous. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Lucha Bros finally got the belt. They had that sick entrance where they came out, which was so freaking hype. Um, I just love that match. And, uh, and yeah, that's my pick for match of the year. So we, we got four great ones, yeah. man, four absolute bangers. If, if somebody wants to go make a playlist and check those out, that'd be a great way to wrap up 2021. Now let's get to the main event. The biggest category we have wrestler of the year one thing i want to mention you know we usually don't uh, hype up how progressive we are you notice there's no um differentiation no differentiation there you go thanks for the assist you know? I'm, I'm, I'm three years give me give me the assist value uh we we don't do female or male wrestler of the year here on uh, the chick Foley show we've never done that it's always just been wrestler of the year yeah. um no no separate categories uh, let's hit it though. Sheena, you're up first wrestler of the year. Um, I want to leave some meat on the bone. I, I defended, I'm, I have a different pick here. I, I'm going to be on, um, turnbuckle debate this Monday and I, I kind of defend a different person for being wrestler of the year. So stay tuned for that, but I'm going to have to go with my overall like chick Foley heart here and say that Roman Reigns is the wrestler of of the year. The man has had the most interesting storyline in all of professional wrestling. He looks like a million bucks. He wrestles like a million bucks. He just, everything about him, the just presentation, scr- the presentation. I got to see him live at SmackDown. And after seeing him live, like the energy was just like magnetic. Like it was just, Oh my gosh. Or electric, not magnetic. Either one. Both. Electric. It was magnetic electricity. It was, yeah, magnetically electric. Um, <laughs> and it, dude, it was it was so good. Um, and yeah, Roman Reigns, wrestler of the year. We kind of debated back and forth, you know, Kenny and uh, Roman. We on did a whole episode before. on that. We did a, Jordan yeah, was on that one too. Yeah, we've done a whole episode on Kenny versus yeah. Roman. Um, if you want to go back and listen to that, yeah. uh, definitely check that out. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Roman. I'm riding with the tribal chief. Marco? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I'm gonna have to listen to this uh, debate because uh, I'm kind of curious as as to what they're gonna say. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite of Sheena, and I'm gonna go with uh, oh with the God. Omega Man, Kenny Omega. How do I boot Marco from of the show? Year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't. I you can't be unanimous yeah. with, still, with Roman Reigns. I mean, both the, you, you have let to me rival, ask this real quick, Marco. Both guys to, started the year with the belts in their respective promotions, right? Does Roman still yeah, have his yeah. belt? Who still has? Does Kenny still have his? Yeah, Kenny's not even he on still TV. has his belt. Kenny's, no, Kenny's, Kenny's, Kenny's injured. He's uh. All right, continue, yeah. Marco. Uh, he finished off the. So we're not. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Like we're not gonna go tit for tat <laughs> on the who had the belt longer, all that stuff. We we did this. We had a whole episode about it. Whatever. Um, but just as far as like you know, 
being on two different promotions at one point during the year, um, you know, the, becoming the belt collector, that's something that Roman didn't do. He didn't jump over to Raw and win the uh, WWE Championship, you know, hold both those titles. So he gets a he gets a uh, yeah, but he, a did, minus he didn't for that he one, didn't feel like he needed he to go done. like down to NXT and get the NXT title to be relevant. You know what I mean? He could that's have. The, that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of really what Kenny to dominate. Did. You know what I mean? He went down to the developmental territories but, and was like, "I'm yeah. taking your toys too." You know. But if I mean, if he if he wanted to be the like overall like ruler of WWE of the WWE universe, he would have went and took all those titles, and that's something he didn't do. He uh, he lacked that uh that that yeah. that passion to do so. So uh, he he lost that for me, but no, but um, no, you, you can't you can't deny Kenny Omega as as wrestler. It's a of the fair year. pick. It, it is a fair pick for yeah, me you anyway. Can't argue it. Um, I mean, you can't. I mean, we, we could. You know, we're all we're all Roman Reigns shills. So we we, we gotta we gotta give Roman Reigns all the praise, but you gotta give Kenny Omega praise too as well. Like like I said, he's one of my he's probably he's one of my favorite wrestlers as well. Uh, he pretty much performed the whole year with an injury, with pretty much like a broken back essentially. Like so, all those matches. Like he obviously he wasn't on like the the dynamites and the rampages doing like those types of matches, but because uh, he had to like kind of pace himself. But all the matches that he put on the exploding barbed wire death match, um, him you know just 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 him going to Impact and facing um, Sammy Callahan um, and giving them their biggest pay per view numbers and stuff like that. Um, him facing um, uh, Rich Swan and all like I mean it's. He just had it. I so think he, he just had one good AEW match and two um, good he, indie matches. He well, he brought the young I'm bucks back to relevancy. In my, I agree. In my, in my yeah, point of view, yeah, too. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a it's it's but, um, a small uh, difference between him and him and Roman as far as like who who you can pick, and it's all subjective yeah, I mean, depending but, on what yeah. the criteria is. So Kenny is not a bad pick yeah. for wrestler of the year. Yeah. So we're going if we're going wrestler of the year, yes, Kenny Omega is. I would. I would say he's he's my wrestler of the year, not performer. Fair enough, of the year, Jordan. What's your pick? <laughs> so, I went on record before uh, saying that, that this this guy's definitely not my favorite. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and acknowledge oh, him at the end of the year. Gosh. Thank you. I'm gonna go with uh, no. G. Brian Danielson as the oh, wrestler of the year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yes, I'm Bro. going with Brian Danielson. Here is why. Every time this dude has wrestled this wait, wait, year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, I want to hear this. I wish you could see, Jordan. I wish we were oh. on video right now. Every oh my God. time this dude has wrestled this year, he has put on Facts. a banger of a match. Every Facts. single time he has wrestled. I have went on record with Seth on this show and said, I am not a Brian Danielson fan. Yes. I still am not. Still, to this day, am not a Brian Danielson fan. But you have to recognize what this dude has done in a year. Ever since he has been to AEW, that dude has been the workhorse of that company. That dude has wrestled everybody. He's wrestled everybody in a five-star match. His match with Kenny was a banger. His match with Hangman was a banger. He was in the main event of WrestleMania. I know he got stacked up. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's still in it. He had a killer match with Roman Reigns as his last match in WWE. Like a freaking boss-ass match on SmackDown. This yeah. dude has probably had more five-star matches this year than anybody else has. So this was a tough one for me because I was going to go with Kenny just to keep the bit going. But um, 
I, I'm yeah. going with Brian I, I Danielson. Cannot, I cannot deny it. So let's 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 that's, recap that's Brian Danielson's year. All right. So <laughs> he got smashed, stacked, and pinned at WrestleMania. He got beat clean as a sheet by Roman Reigns in the Thunderdome. And then he spent 90, a combined 90 minutes with AEW's world champ between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and could not pin either one of them in 90 minutes. So, uh, you know, the, the facts are what, what the facts. I agree with uh, Sheena, no. Roman Reigns, the wrestler of the year. Sheena, I got to disagree with one thing you said. You said it was very close between Roman and Kenny. I don't think it is. Kenny is a cunt hair better than Roman in the ring. Roman is miles better on presentation. Again, his yeah. entrance in person is unlike anything I've experienced at wrestling live events I've been to. The energy is just crazy. I mean, it really is like MJ in 98. Like Roman is at the top of his game. WWE has nailed his presentation and he's the strongest champion they've had arguably yeah. since the Hulk Hogan days. Brett uh, was, when we took Brett to SmackDown, he was kind of getting tired by the end of it and kind of just laying over on us and, you know, kind of getting, you know, done with the show. But Roman, when Roman Reigns came out and when that music hit, he was locked in. Like, it was like, you could not turn his head away from Roman Reigns. So. The whole arena, man. Like, and it was, it was 50-50 between boos and cheers. But the whole energy in the place just changed when Roman came out. Um, yeah. We had a blast at AEW just five days later when we went to it. But there was nothing at the end. And, and AEW was a way better show. Oh, I mean, yeah. it lapped it. Like, we had so much more fun at AEW than yes. we did going to SmackDown. But all that being said, there was nothing that compared on AEW to Roman Reigns um, coming out and wrestling against yeah. uh, against Xavier. Yeah, we got to we got to hear Judas. So, we got to see so, CM Punk. There was lots of cool high moments, but it was like at we the saw same, Hangman come we, out first. And we saw Hangman for the doing the the cowboy shit Didn't celebration. Compare, yeah, nothing compared to seeing Roman. Uh, I, I that's that sounds crazy to me. But even even cool. Kenny Kenny was there, <laughs> but he just did a little backstage segment, and nobody even nobody even raised up to see when Kenny appeared on. No, I'm talking about like I'm talking about a show, like a whole two hour show was not better than one two no, seconds. No, 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 I'm no, saying that, the show was better. I'm saying there wasn't an individual moment on yeah. AEW that was that touched Roman coming and out. It's yeah. not even just oh, okay. Not even just no, the we had way Dude. better. AEW was a way oh, better okay. live experience yes. than WWE, but I'm just saying there was not there was no like single thing on AEW that was better than Roman. And I'm out. not just saying either he had a match oh, against okay, xavier yeah. and it, it was, was awesome. it was a killer match against xavier dude so I, I enjoyed roman's whole whole thing that night you know so he had that was a, he, roman got the crown yeah roman got yeah. the crown from xavier uh yeah that whole everything about that was was amazing so all right before we get into listener mail let's hear from coming down the aisle the newest member of the pod foundation coming down the aisle do you want to feel the war of the crown Strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, so make sure you, you guys let us know what you thought of the chickies. Got some controversial picks there for sure, but that was a lot of fun. Sheena, we got some listener mail this week? We sure do. Let's hit it. First one comes in from our buddy John from Coming Down the Aisle Podcast. Hey, Bo- we just heard from him. Long time no speak. Yeah, Boney Khan uh, says, 
what's on the food and drink menu for New Year's? So uh, what, what are we going to have, Seth? I mean, traditionally, me and Sheena have never been big on New Year's Eve. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even say half the time. The majority of the time, Sheena doesn't even stay up. <laughs> until midnight um we'll fast forward we're looking we're actually already looking forward to day one on saturday night um we're actually gonna do a uh, we're gonna let our little guy brent stay up uh past his bedtime and watch day one with us and we're gonna get a chinese feast there is a banging this straight up american style chinese restaurant uh it's a couple miles from our house that we're just gonna go feast out on and uh get a bunch of grub and come back and chow down on it how about you guys y'all do anything big for new year's Um, I am uh, so uh, birthday doing birthday stuff on the thirty first, and then uh, January first is our wedding anniversary. So we usually go to like a try to like splurge it up a little bit and go to like a like a, like a super expensive restaurant. Get some bougie and food. One time a year where we just get get some bougie food and stuff like that. So we'll be doing that. Don't uh, act like on you're, you're the, the president of the Finer Things Club. I saw you take your wife out to a bougie restaurant. On I birthday, mean, so don't you don't try to act like you. Know, we only do it one time a year. I mean, it's okay, MVP. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> what about you, Jordan? We do. Uh, we kind of made it a tradition now. Every New Year's Eve, we do sushi and champagne. Nice. Um, so. We always get a big plate of sushi um, from the local sushi spot and then get a couple bottles of champagne and then I drink my face off and try to make it to midnight. That's the goal every year. Yeah, that sounds awesome. (laughs) So we got Kevin Harrison. Kevin says, top three rather obscure collector's editions you'd like to see in 2022 along the lines of Goon and Zodiac. Not the ever popular Owen Hart Dynamite Kid. Like, so we need some, some we need, wrestle crap. We need That's some three wrestle crap. I'm gonna, I'll go first. I think I would really like huh. to see a Yeti figure from uh, WCW. The, the Yeti. Yeti. We just saw, we just saw the Humping Yeti in uh, one of our watch alongs recently. So, uh, yeah, he was he was first on my mind. Was that? Yeah, was actually, time? it's funny. Kevin hit slid in the the Q and A with that because I actually posted that picture of the goon in the Facebook group today and kind of kicked off a similar discussion. Um, I'll double down on my answer. I want to see Max Moon. I thought that dude was super toyetic with the crazy colors and stuff, and I think he would just make an amazing action yeah. figure. I'm not even sure if he's ever had a figure, which is crazy for uh, the kind of gear that he had. But I'll say Max Moon. How about you, Marco? Man, I think I think you have to go with uh for me, it has Great to be Bastion Booger. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like a turkey leg or something. <laughs> I pick Yeah, I mean Bobby I always think of Bobby the Brain Hina saying, you know who I pick Booger yeah. as a stupid like super little joke. But yeah, no, definitely uh Bastion Booger would be a uh a pretty like odd collector's Jordan, edition. You got- I mean, I was going to go Bastion Booger for sure. Sheena knew it already. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I had three. So I had uh, I had Bastion Booger. I have the Aldo Montoya. Ooh, and, the Portuguese man of war. And then I have nice. uh, Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, I got a pretty sweet custom Giant Gonzalez. If, if I didn't have that, he'd probably be number one on my list. Another honorable mention for me is Duke the Dumpster Drozzy with like working trash can. Like, you know, Ooh. I want a trash can on wheels and stuff like that you take down to the curb. Um, I think that'd be a great figure, but there's so many to pick from. I know the collector's editions are going away next year, so hopefully they still find a way to get some of these guys in the line. All right. Next question comes in from Johnny JB. Favorite wrestling show of the year. You only get one pick. And I, I responded with, was only one pick directed at me because Seth always accuses me of 
picking way too many yeah, picks. Yeah, Chino and take, will grab like five picks. <laughs> taking everybody, yeah. taking everybody's <laughs> answers. You take a lot of picks, but like, uh, <laughs> well, um, I'll I'll let you start then, Seth. What is your what is your favorite match? I go Survivor Series. I know it's fallen off um, over the last like really like ten to fifteen years actually. But it's still my sentimental favorite. It's always happens around my birthdays, and, and it's usually right around Thanksgiving week. So I've almost always got a lot of time off work when it's going down. Um, and because it's like my birthday pay per view, we always have a nice solid meal with it. Um, and it's just the nostalgia factor, you know. That was always my birthday party as a kid. I'd have a bunch of friends over, and we'd order Survivor Series. So, and it's still typically a fun show. Obviously, Brand Warfare is completely played out, but yeah. there's always some fun matches on it. So I go Survivor Series for my favorite show of the year. I'm going to go with um, all out from uh, from this year. I just think the the card was amazing. We got to see Ruby Soho. Uh, oh, was he saying your favorite show of the year? I thought he meant like your favorite show no, every favorite, year. Yes. favorite show of this favorite year. Oh, my bad. I totally missed yeah, the question. Favorite show of this year was, uh, I'd probably say WrestleMania. It was the first time back with fans in WWE, and that was just a really heartwarming event. So I'd say WrestleMania. Cool. That's not, that's not a bad answer. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with all out 2021. Uh, we got to see Johnny JB got a two for one special out of me. <laughs> yeah. He got, he got more, <laughs> more than he bargained for. Um, two for. So yeah, we got to see Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, all, or Barry Danielson, all, uh, debut in AEW. The car was just amazing. There were so many great matches on that show. So I'm, I'm going to go all out 2021 was my favorite, uh, my favorite pay-per-view show of the year. What about you, Jordan? Dude, I, just because it's uh, sentimental to me, I'm going double or nothing. I was in uh, the Phelps household for double weekend. or nothing. It was a, it was a, it was a great weekend. Yeah, the show see, was you awesome. You got to see Jungle Boy um, win the uh, Casino Battle Royal. That was, that was a fun weekend and a fun night. So I'll go That's double right. or nothing. Well, all right, Marco, pick. bring it home. Let's uh, let's yeah, let me bring it home here. I'm, I said it earlier. I'm definitely going with. Uh, I'm going to go with Crown Jewel. It's kind of like the sleeper yeah, great show. show of the year um, for me, anyway. Just just solid top to bottom. It, it was definitely treated like a a WrestleMania type of event with the caliber of matches that were on there. Um, and like I said, we highlighted the the uh, the Hell in a Cell match. Goldberg and Lashley was awesome. Um, you know, at the beginning it was kind of slow, but then when they started like fighting around the arena, um, it picked up a little bit. Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns was awesome as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's my. That's my sleeper pick. I'll say it this year. So that uh, that wraps up our uh, listener mail for this week. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show, and then you can join our Foley fam chickfoleyshow.com we just announced our fully fam fit challenge it's going to be kicking off in the new year so all of our fully fam is going to be getting you know tight tone fit all the things healthy getting in ring shape getting in ring season. shape for wrestlemania season so it's going to be lots of fun yeah. uh make sure you join us over there the facebook group is just an amazing group of people um and yeah chickfoleyshow.com all right and reminder ringside collectibles is the presenting sponsor for this show use code chickfoley to save 10 percent on all your purchases there. And it's time for the trivia question of the week. So my streak, my record setting streak ended at three last week or last episode. Again, Sheena has been hitting us with some real burners for these questions. Marco's up trying to get a new streak started. All right. Well, I mean, you know what? Since, since we have a guest on the show, I think, uh, I think we should. I think Jordan should. uh, No, 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 no
I think you're, I think, you're a guest this week. I you think Jordan to... has this one. You, you all know. right. I, I have I have faith in you. Oh Jordan. god. Who who won right. the tag team titles <laughs> at SummerSlam 1991? Too easy. Ooh. Too freaking easy. Five. Don't put the pressure on him. He could be googling it. That's true. Heart no, Legion of Doom. Bro, you didn't give us a chance to steal, oh. Sheen. Oh, I didn't know uh. I was supposed to. Yeah. Whoopsie. Yeah, you're supposed to give it to Jordan. Jordan. Dude, your best friend in the world Dude. is obsessed with Bret Hart. At SummerSlam 1991, Bret Hart beat Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. Hart Foundation was long gone at this point, dude. This was... Uh, Bro, you know how much drinking I've done in 30 years since yeah. this happened? Like, dude, my brain this cells are the, on about uh, zero this right now. Fight between the Nasty Boys and Legion of Doom. All right, give, give Marco one. Marco's not off the it's, hook. A, it's okay, Jordan. I, I freaking hate trivia, so, you know. All right, hit Marco with one. I want to see Marco get a streak started. Okay. Um, in what city did the 1995 Survivor Series take place? Oh, I know this one, too, dude. Oh, easy. We just watched this show a couple weeks back, Marco. We survive Survivor Series. Oh my God! Why am I? Why is it escaping me right now? Uh, yeah, I don't. I can't. Re- I. I. All right, I, my mind's oh, right yeah. now. Remember, they had the Bill Clinton impersonator out in the crowd. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that oh, was our last yeah. watch right. along, man. Yeah. Damn it. Somehow I remembered that one. I don't know. I don't how. know how. I don't know. How, yeah, All right. Thanks everybody totally for listening this week. That. Again, remember to subscribe and review if you have, and you can actually like podcasts on Spotify now. So if you listen to us on Spotify, make sure you hit that like button uh, to help promote the show. Appreciate all you yeah. guys giving us your time every single week. We will be back next week. It's going to be a huge weekend wrestling between um, day one NXT New Year's Evil and the first episode of Dynamite on TNT. So, or excuse me on TBS. So we'll be back next Thursday with another episode. Um, Tune in. Sheena, you got any parting words for the listeners? Happy New Year's, everyone.